God is, the song said, God, you are amazing. God, you are holding the rain back right now. God, right now, even in this moment, God, we say thank you for the fact that you're holding the rain. God, we're asking that you would still the winds and hold the rain back, God, that you would hold the clouds, God. We say thank you for allowing us to be here in this moment right now, for allowing us just to be able to experience you for who you are, God. We don't want to limit you. Sometimes we put you in a box, God. We put God, we put you in a box, and we think that you have to be something specific. We think you have to be something that we were told of, something that uh, belongs in one little area, but God, right now we're just celebrating the fact that you are. God is. God, you're not, but you don't belong in a box. God, you're bigger than any box that we could ever put you in. God, there's nothing too big for you to do. God, there's nothing too small for you to do. So God, right now in this moment, God, I'm asking that you would remind somebody that there is nothing in their life that you can't be to them. Somebody right now needs to be healed. God, you can do that. God, somebody right now needs a savior. God, you can do that. God, somebody right now needs an anxiety pill. God, you can do that. God, somebody right now needs a smile. You can do that. God, somebody right now needs food in their belly. God, you can do that. God, somebody right now needs joy in their life. God, you can do that. And so God, right now, we just say thank you for being a God who's so great. God, we say thank you for being a God who, who is, who is whatever we need, whenever we need you, whatever we need you. And God, that you can't be boxed. So, God, as we um, move forward in our service, God, we just hang on to that moment. We hang on to this fact. God, it's not an opinion. We hang on to this fact that there is nothing that you can't do. There is nothing that you can't be for us. In your precious name, we do pray. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. If God is good, let me hear you honk those horns. Oh, come on. You can do better than that. I said, if God is good, let me hear you honk those horns. All right, let me see some hands outside those cars. Let me see if, if you know that God is good. Let me see some hands waving. Yes, sir. What a mighty God we serve. There's a word from the Lord today. We're just going to share this word briefly with you. We have a lot of exciting things planned today, and I just love Temple of Praise. If you're from Temple of Praise here today, let me hear you make some noise today as well. And we're just glad to see Grace Community in the house as well. Amen. And if you're just glad, if you're just glad to be alive, somebody just lean on that horn and give God some praise. Hallelujah. Yes, yes, yes. Brothers and sisters, let us pray. Father, right now, speak a word that we need to hear. In Jesus' name, amen and amen and amen. If you would, would you join me in the book of Revelation? Revelation chapter 7. Revelation, by the way, is the last book in the Bible. So if you're in Genesis, you're in the wrong place. If you're in the middle of the Bible, you're in the wrong, you're in the wrong section. Go on to the end. Amen. And if you can't find the end, look in the table of contents. That's in the beginning. Lord have mercy. Revelation chapter 7. Revelation is that book that talks about the last days, talks about the end times. 
If you believe that we're living in the last days and the end times, whatever that means, if you just believe that things are different right now in 2020, why don't you just honk those horns two times if you know it's getting real out in these streets. It's getting real. It's getting real. And I just want to I just want to I just want to help y'all to understand what's really going on. I want you to understand why we got these shirts on that say Black Lives Matter. I want you to understand why people are taking to the streets even this weekend in Washington DC, my home uh, city and and my hometown. Uh, the, the 57th anniversary of the March on Washington, people are crying out for justice. Right here in Cleveland, Ohio, one of the members of our church, a young man who was raised in this church was was shot seven times and gunned down in the streets on Thursday night. Every time we turn around, it seems like there's something. Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, and now Jacob Blake. Come on, somebody. In front of his kids, his three kids in the car, police officers shot him seven times. Seven times in the back. I don't know if I don't know if you are I don't know if you are aware I don't know if you are woke, awake, but how many recognize that there's something evil happening in this world? If you agree with me, why don't you lean on those horns? Something evil is lurking. And many of you, many of you understand. Hear me now. Many of you understand that the evil that we're seeing is not just stuff that we're watching on the news. There are a lot of people you don't even got time to watch the news because you got so much evil going on in your own life and evil in your house and every time you turn around it feels like the enemy is coming after you and coming after your family you go from one funeral to the next one hospital to the next you go from one case to the next one situation to the next some of y'all just just want to break you just want to breathe you just want an opportunity to to be happy but it just seems like many of you your whole lives has just been suffering it's just been issues it's just been drama it's been pain and I don't know if you feel the way I feel right now, but 2020, y'all, 2020 has been, has been a rough year. We started off this year with the death of Kobe Bryant. And now at this point of the year, Chadwick Bozeman played very much, I would say, almost the top five iconic roles that you can play for black America, the fictional character of Black Panther, Jackie Robinson, third good marshal, 43 years old, he died of colon cancer. Seems like every time we turn around, something bad is happening. Am I the only one that's living on planet Earth that just feels like this world is evil? And it seems like it's particularly evil towards black people. If you know I'm telling the truth, why don't you lean on that horn right now? Yes, it is. It seems like black folk can't catch a break. Can't catch a break. Every time we turn around, it seems like something is happening. We're crying out for justice. We're crying out for peace. We're crying out for equality. We're crying out for unity. And I want to tell you right now, if you don't know what's going on, then you need to, you better recognize. You better get woke. You better open up your word and recognize that there's more to this than just Donald Trump. There's more to this than just racism. There's more to this than just the killings in the streets, and I'll be the first to tell you, listen, y'all, some people are criticizing us, and they're saying, I hear you talking about Black Lives Matter. I, I hear you uh, 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 decrying uh, police shooting blacks, 
And then they come back at us and say, well, where, where are you when, you, when, 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 when black people are killing black people in the streets? And, and my response to them is, is, if you've been living in a black community long enough, we've been, we've been crying out, stop the violence. Can I get a witness in here? This ain't nothing new. It ain't nothing new. It ain't nothing new. We have, we have been saying this for years, but, but can I ask you a question? When you put us in neighborhoods where there, are, where there are poor schools and there are no community centers and there are no jobs and there are no opportunities and our, and our sons are roaming the streets without any fathers and, and, and you mean to tell me that if you put us and throw us in the ghetto and throw us in the hood and, and don't give us opportunities and chances that, the, that you see over in Westlake and that you see over in North Olmstead and, and that you see over in Solon and that you see over in Parma you mean to tell me that, that on the streets of Glenville and, and in some areas of Euclid and, and down the way, you mean to tell me that y'all are expecting good to come out of bad? How can it happen when, 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 when injustice is taking place and keeping us from better opportunity? We have been crying out for justice, and we're not just crying out for justice against cops. We've been asking for justice and better opportunities for our own selves. If I'm telling the truth, somebody need to lean on that horn. But I want everybody here to know something. The reason why we have you out here today, the reason why we got these toys out here today, listen, this is great. We love blessing the community. We love doing stuff for the community. We believe in bringing the community together. But there's something more important today than leaving here with toys, a bicycle. There's something more important. And I want to tell y'all, we got more stuff, don't we, pastors? We got more stuff that we're going to be giving away over time. But there's something more than that. There's something more. Could it be that there is an unseen evil behind the scenes that is working to keep our minds, to keep our minds so entrenched in what we can see with our eyes that we are not able to see what's going on in the spiritual realm? Yo, somebody ought to just shout right now in your car. I know I can't hear you, but somebody shout, it's really spiritual. It's really spiritual. It's spiritual. I'm telling you the truth. It's spiritual. And, and right here, just very quickly, right here in the book of Revelation, Lord, I wish we would read our word. Because if we read our word, we would, we would have hope. We would have encouragement. We wouldn't look at this stuff and be discouraged. We wouldn't experience this stuff and be ready to give up. And I want to tell you right now, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're in right now, there are some promises in the word of God that apply to everybody here that your struggle is not going to last always. The word of God promises me that weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. The word tells me, and we know that all things work together for the, for the good of them, to them that love the Lord to them that are called according to his purpose. The Bible tells me that, 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 that I was young and now I'm old, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken. There is good news in the word of God. No matter what is happening in your life, no matter what is happening in your family, I can see the enemy got his foot all over your neck and my neck and everybody's neck that's here. But the good news is that no weapon that is formed against you shall be able to prosper. I wish I had one witness in here that knew that these things are going to work out for your good. They're going to work out. They're going to work out. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. I want you to get your mind right today. I want you to, I want you to be woke. I want you to be, understand what's really going on. The Bible says in Revelation, the end time book, talks about these seven seals that are being loose. And in between the sixth seal and the seventh seal that represent things that are going to happen in the last days, I, I would encourage you to read it. The Bible will literally tell you what's about to happen in this world. It's going to tell you straight up that everything that we're seeing right now happening in this world, the Bible told us it was going to happen. 
But right there tucked between the sixth seal and the seventh seal, the seventh seal represents the actual coming of Jesus Christ. That the Bible tells me, if you believe that, I wish you'd leave. How many believe that Jesus is coming again? Oh, come on in here, somebody. How many believe that the world as we know it, one day it's going to come to an end? The Bible tells us that the world will come to an end. And that one Jesus is going to crack the sky. He's going to come back and graves are going to start bursting open. People that have died asleep in Christ are going are to get up to newness of life. People that you have buried, they're coming up, y'all. People that you have seen slain and gunned down, they're coming up, y'all. God is going to call from the four winds and call people to come back. And everything that we have fallen in love with in this world will not be able to compare to what God has for us when we get to heaven. How many really, how many really are sick and tired of this world and are ready for Jesus to come and make everything right? Right here, y'all, I feel good today, right here between the sixth and the seventh seal. The Bible says that the world, listen, y'all, I'm just going to tell you, it's going to get real, real bad. And I want to tell you, you haven't seen nothing yet. You haven't seen evil yet. You haven't seen violence yet. Please listen to me, everybody. Hear me now. Hear me now. Listen, I'm telling you, we haven't seen nothing yet. The Word of God tells us these are just the beginning of sorrows. In other words, that, that, that what we are seeing in this planet is literally, it's just the beginning of how bad things are going to get as this world continues to progress. My mind is blown as I see young men of, with my color in the streets. They're not fighting no more, y'all. Ain't nobody getting stabbed. This ain't the 70s. People killing each other now. Young brothers gutting one another down over a few dollars. Come on, somebody. People are being human trafficked. I mean, we have little girls that are in the streets being prostituted by family members. Uh, there are literally people that have power to make sure that our people get education, our people get opportunities, and they're holding it back on purpose so that other people can be helped. We live in an evil world. We live in a wicked world. World is so wicked that we're locking people up in prison that have not even committed crimes. We're separating people from their families. There are literally people on death row that have not committed crimes. They have done nothing wrong, but the system is doing everything it can to kill black people and to kill black men. But I want you to know right now, I have read the end of the book. I've looked, I've looked at the word of God and I'm telling, listen to me y'all, if you're not careful and you just watch what's going around you and just experience the reality as you see it in your life, then you're gonna be discouraged. You're gonna, you're gonna be ready to quit. People are committing suicide at an all-time high like we've never seen before. People are literally saying, I'm giving up on life. I'm, I'm giving up on my family. I'm, I'm giving up. And there may be somebody here right now that is ready to give up, but I want you to know right now, I have read the end of your story and it looks good. I've read the end of the book, and I'm telling you right now, the reason the enemy wants you to give up is because he can see what God is about to do in your life. And I'm telling you right now, the Word of God teaches us that when things get real bad, when things get real dark, when things get real ugly, that means you are right on the brink. You are right on the precipice. You are right on the edge of a breakthrough. You are right on the edge of God doing something amazing, God doing something radical, God doing, doing, God doing an amazing thing in your life. And right here, right here, right here, who would have thought in the last book of the Bible, there's a little word for us who might not be knowing what's going on. So right between the end of the world, he puts a little interlude in, a little, a little interlude, a little in parenthesis. Like, let me just drop some hope on him real quick. Revelation 7 says, oh, my Lord, listen to this, y'all. The Bible says, and after this, I saw the four angels standing at the four corners of the earth, holding back the four winds of the earth. 
that no wind might blow on the earth or on the sea or on any tree. Verse 2, then I saw another angel. Somebody shout, another angel. Ah, the Bible says I saw another angel. That makes five, y'all. Uh, and he came from the side where the sun is. The Bible says with the seal of the living God. And he called out with a loud voice to the four angels who had been given power to harm the earth and the sea, saying, Do not harm the earth or the sea or the trees. Do not harm the earth or the sea or the trees until we have sealed the servants of God in their foreheads. I want to read that one more time. With the seal of the living God. And he called with a loud voice to the four angels. Watch this now. Who had been given power to harm the earth and the sea. He says, don't harm the earth, the sea, or the trees. Until we have sealed the servants of God. The people of God in their foreheads. Let me just break down real quick what's going on, y'all. Just before Jesus comes, it's going to get real bad like I described. It's going to get real dark. It's going to get real ugly. Keep on playing, brother. It's about to be a mess, y'all. You haven't seen nothing yet. Hear me, y'all. You haven't seen it yet. It has not even got bad yet. But notice what the word says. The Bible says that literally right now, to give you a picture of what's going on in reality, right, like behind the scenes, that there are angels standing all over the planet, and they are holding back the winds of strife. In other words, they are keeping back the wrath of God. Uh, in other words, they're holding back real evil that could come and destroy the whole earth. Understand this, everybody. God sees all the wickedness that's going on on this planet, and you better believe that one day he's going to deal with it. One day he's going to put an end to it. One day he's going to say enough is enough. The book of Daniel says, and at that time that Michael is going to stand up, and Michael's going to say enough is enough. I'm putting an end to this mess. Watch this. Word of God says that these angels are literally, watch this, y'all, they're holding it back. So whatever we're experiencing right now, these are simply just gentle breezes. We haven't seen anything yet. Literally, God has instructed the angels, uh, hold back the real terror. Hold back the real evil. What, why, why are we holding it back? He says, because we are trying to give a chance for every human being to be sealed in their forehead. What are you talking about, Pastor? Sealing was just a way for them to describe ownership. Uh, when you seal something, anybody ever got anything notarized before? Huh? Anybody ever got a seal on something? Huh? When you put a seal on something, it just means something belongs to me. So in other words, the Bible says, he says, uh, now don't, don't, let, don't, let the, don't let the wickedness happen yet. Don't release the terror yet. Uh, and the angels cry out and say, well, why should we hold it back? Why should we not release all the wickedness, the terror, the evil on the planet? And the Lord says, don't do it until every single one of my people knows who they belong to, recognizes that I own them. He says, I'm going to go by mine and I'm going to put a seal on them saying, that child belongs to me. That family belongs to me. That church belongs to me. That community belongs to me. And the word of God says, watch this now. This is going to be your insurance during the difficult times. This is going to be your protection. Somebody shout protection. Lord have mercy. If you can't shout it, honk it real quick. I, I can interpret your honk. Uh, somebody say protection. Many of you right now, the only reason why you're alive is because God, God's name is on your life. God protected you from danger seen and unseen. It could have been you gunned down in the streets. You could have lost your life to cancer. COVID tried to take you out. But have I got any worshipers here right now that's just going to get past all this and begin to bless his name that the protection of God 
is on your life because God owns you. His name is on you. You have been sealed as a relationship with Jesus Christ is your protection. Hear me, y'all. I'm being real, y'all. The only thing that's going to get us through is having a real relationship with God because it's about to get rough. It's about to get rough. It's about to get rough. The Bible says, seal them in their foreheads. Now, I want to end by saying this. Notice how the Bible describes them. It says, when these winds are let loose, when this trouble starts coming, when violence starts really overtaking the streets, when we really start seeing evil and injustice, he says, when you start seeing that, he says, he says I'm going to tell the angel, he says, hold it back until they get sealed. He says, because when it is loose, the only thing that will survive are the trees. He says, he says, don't hurt the sea or the earth. And notice what he says, neither the trees. Now, we know in the word of God that trees is a metaphor for God's people, those that are righteous. I feel God in this place. Woo! I want you to look all around you. Look at all these trees. Look at all these trees around you, right? Huh? Now, look it up at the sky. I want you to look up at the sky. Do y'all literally see? We pray it's supposed to rain like crazy and storm like crazy today. It's supposed to. Hey, but we told God we having Christmas in August. We said, Lord, we have we trying to bless some people. Lord, we trying to have some communion. Said, Lord, we need you to hold back the winds. Now listen, y'all, y'all see these dark clouds in the sky? I'm trying to figure out why it ain't raining. It ain't raining because the Lord is holding back the rains. The Lord is holding back the storm. Now, I'm just going to give you an idea of what happened. Let's say a storm came in here. Y'all know Hurricane Laura is, is, is making its movements down there in the Gulf Coast. And they say that some of the speeds of these winds, Hurricane Katrina and the like, sometimes the, 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 the speed of the winds, y'all think this is wind. This ain't wind, y'all. Uh, they said the speed of the winds can move up to 200 miles an hour. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a meteorologist, but if I were a guessing man, I would say the gusts of these winds right now are about 10 miles an hour. Nothing big. Can you imagine 200 uh, a mile an hour winds sweeping through this community? Rains flooding the city. This is what happens during a hurricane. So I did a little research because I, I wanted to find out about you because you know you're a tree, right? The Bible says, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. I'm talking about you. And he shall be like a tree. The Bible says, you're trees. Everybody out here. He says, when God sees you and he sees the end times and he sees all the hell happening on this planet, he says he doesn't see you as you are, but he sees you like a tree. Now, 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 I had to go a little further because some of these trees out here will get taken down. You've seen it. It don't even take but a thunderstorm and y'all see trees all out in the streets. But there's a certain tree that the Bible is talking about. Anybody from the Caribbean, anybody from Florida, anybody, anybody from tropical places, if you're out here, just honk your horn. Have you ever seen, and for those of you, if you ain't been to those places, if at least you've been on a cruise ship, or have you at least seen a palm tree? Have you seen a palm tree on TV? Have you ever seen a palm tree before? Now, what the Bible is saying is, is, watch this now, get the picture, y'all, that there's going to be evil and wickedness, that the enemy is going to be behind to bring about destruction over this planet. And God says the only thing that's going to be left standing are trees. And you know what trees are? A tree is you. If a tree is you, honk your horn one good time if you know you're a tree. So you're going to say the only thing. 
Uh, now, do me a favor. You can't get too close to your neighbor because you got to practice social distancing. But why don't you at least look at your neighbor beside you in the car and say, hey, you're going to survive this thing. We're going to survive this thing. We're going to make it. Just mouth your words to them. Look at somebody. Don't be stuck up. Look at somebody in the car beside you. Just wave at them and say, we're going to make it. Uh -huh. Some of y'all being stuck up. Look at somebody in the car beside you and just wave at them and say, we are going to make it. We're going to survive. Notice how the Bible says. The Bible says they're going to be like trees. They're going to be like trees. What kind of trees they're going to be like? They're going to be like those trees that you see on the news. Now, uh, can, I, can I talk to you real quick? Have you ever seen when these hurricanes, these hurricanes break out and they have these, uh, these reporters like CNN, huh? And, 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 and the rain is all in their faces and they, they're just trying to get a story. And they're both crazy, man. And they're just trying to get a story. And, and, and they're saying, uh, Bill, I, I want you to know that the gusts of these winds are like 150 miles an hour. And at any moment, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave this broadcast so I can get to safety. And, and then and then and then the reporter, he'll go off the scene and, and the cameras will remain, right? And what you will always see is you'll be amazed by the darkness of the clouds. And you'll even see the, 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 the waters roaring. And, and you'll see houses collapsing. You'll see roofs falling off. You'll see mammoth buildings collapsing. Even, even some years ago, do you guys remember that tsunami that hit Indonesia that killed 100,000 people in less than 30 minutes? But after all the dust settled, after the bodies were heaped up, after the buildings had collapsed, after they had countless billions of dollars of reconstruction, the only thing left standing were those palm trees. Am I telling the truth? I mean, get it in your mind right now. Have you ever seen it on TV and you see the winds blowing and you see these palm trees and, and the palm trees are not standing erect like this, but the palm trees, they have the ability to bend. Come on, y'all. Huh? They have a, they, they, they have, there's a flexibility in them. Now, one thing about palm trees is they're not, they don't look that strong and they don't, they don't look like an oak. They don't have a lot of leaves, but palm trees were built for hurricanes. Palm trees were built for storms. See, within a palm tree, not unlike other trees, its very DNA has made it so that its roots are very deep. But they're not just very deep, they're also small roots, roots that spread very wide. In other words, they are have more, they got more below than they have up top. Hear me now. They got more depth than they have looks. Palm trees look cute. Palm trees look cute. But palm trees are not just cute looking. Palm trees got something in the ground. Palm trees have an anchor that they can hold on to. So one of the reasons why you don't see those hurricanes knock down palm trees is because they got something deep inside of them. Oh, I wish I could talk to somebody out here that knows that if you're going to survive these last days, you're going to have to have a deep relationship with God. Not your mama's relationship, not your preacher's relationship. That's why the Lord closed these churches down and said, y'all stay at home. Because I want you to learn how to get a relationship with me all by yourself. I want you to have a prayer life all by yourself. I want you to know the word all by yourself. I want you to lead your family to the presence of God all by yourself. Somebody said your relationship's got to be deep. And then there's another thing, the leaves, the leaves. You see some of these other trees in a storm, all the leaves are gone. Branches fall down because they're top heavy. One of the things you notice about a palm tree is it has these interesting looking leaves. And the storm, the storm people say that when a storm hits a palm tree, that the leaves do something like dope. 
that the leaves actually retract and fold in. When, when, the wind, when the wind gusts get to a certain mile per hour, that literally the tree knows it's coming. And the leaves turn in. They don't lose leaves. Though if you notice, look on the news, just in your mind, you see that tree. It's bending. It's bending and the leaves are blowing, but the leaves don't come off because the leaves are designed to, with, to withstand it. See, for many of us, the leaves represent what people see about us on the outside. But I want to tell you right now, it's not just about how you look that makes you a Christian. It's about how you respond when difficulty comes. How do you respond when they talk about you? How do you respond when they lie on you? How do you respond when they, when they cuss you? How do you respond? Hey, the Bible says that they, the Bible says you will be like a tree. Said that those leaves, they turn in. And sometimes they may lose leaves, but what they never lose is the seed. Oh, y'all not hearing me now. What am I saying? I'm saying to you, sometimes you might lose some stuff. You might lose some family. You might lose some friends. You might lose a little money. Come on, y'all. You might lose your job. You might even lose your mind. But I got a word for you right now. As long as the seed is still there, the word of God, as long as the presence of God is still in your life, you might lose it for now. But how many can praise him right now that you're going to get it back? As long as there's a seed in that thing, there's always potential for it to come back. Somebody lean on your horn right now and say, it's coming back. It's coming back. It's coming back. It's coming back. I don't have to worry about what I lost. The Bible says he's going to restore everything that the locusts have stolen. One more thing. One more thing about them palm trees. Oh, I'm feeling good, y'all. One more thing about those palm trees. Those palm trees. They got, they got flexibility. See, most, most of these trees you see, they're not designed to be able to handle those kind of winds. If you open up a tree up, you'll see it has those, in, those circles showing how, how, how old it is. Palm trees don't have that. Palm trees have a bunch of, I don't even know what to call it, but they're little, they call them, they call them DNA cells of the tree. And what they do is they multiply and they expand based on the amount of pressure that they come under. Ooh. In other words, the tree has some stuff inside of it so that it bends, but it doesn't break. Y'all not hearing me. I wish, Lord, I, I can't get nobody to talk back to me in here. Uh, uh, uh. Listen, now, some of y'all think bending is compromised. Bending is not compromised. Bending just simply means that I'm catching so much hell right now that I feel like I'm about to fall, but I got some stuff inside of me that's not going to let me fall. I might bend, but I'm not going to break. Come on, somebody say it in there. I might bend, but I'm not going to break. I might cry, but I'm still going to lift my hands. I might be upset, but I still know that my Redeemer lives. I might feel depressed, but I still know that my joy is coming in the morning. I might take some L's, but I'm going to take more wins. Have I got anybody out here that knows? Yeah, I might bend, but I'm not going to break. Come on in here and give God glory. The Bible says that the winds will come, but you're not going to break. And then I picked down. I couldn't help myself. I said, I got to see what happens at the end of the text. And the Bible says, then he saw a number that no man could number. First, he sees 144,000. I knew me and you probably wouldn't go get in that number. Come on, say amen. So he heard 144,000. But the Bible says, but he saw a great multitude. And in that multitude, somebody shall Black Lives Matter. He saw every nation, kindred, tribe and people y'all can do whatever y'all want to black people but we gonna be saved we may never have no money but we gonna make it into the kingdom i might never graduate from college but i'm gonna be saved one day 
Oh, and the Bible says, how are they going to do it? He said, these are they that have come out of. They have come out of great tribulation. In other words, how are we going to be ready for this thing? Who's going to be able to stand? Ah, I just gave you your ray. I just gave you your shout. Your shout is the more hell you've been through, the more prepared you are for the storms. See, if your daddy left you, guess what? You're ready to face the devil because you know what it's like to be abandoned. Ah, if you've been broke, you know what faith is like because you know how to trust God when all you got is grilled cheese sandwiches. Have I got anybody out here? See, God is saying, I'm preparing the people and I'm preparing them for the last days. How am I doing it? I'm letting hell break loose. But I know hell's not going to kill them because they're like trees. They might bend, but they're not going to break. They're like trees. They go hold on to God's unchanging hand. Their roots are deep. Their praise is high. The Bible says now we see a picture of them in heaven. I want you to see yourself in heaven right now. Everybody, I want you to see you there. See your family there. See your children there. Come on, somebody. Lift up your hands for your redemption draws by. And the word says that they're standing on the sea of glass. And they're lifting up their voices. And they're not praising God because somebody told them to. They're not waiting on no praise team. The Bible says they're standing before the throne of God. And the word says they're crying out saying, salvation and honor, dominion and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne. One thing is for sure, if we get in there, and how many know we gonna get there? Somebody just honk your horn. If you gonna make up your mind that you gonna get there. If you get there. Hey Nate, this blew my mind. As I'm reading the text, I'm thinking that we're going to get there because we're strong and we bend and we don't break and our roots are deep. But the Bible says that when you hear their praise, they don't give credit to themselves. The Bible says they don't say, I was so strong. That's why I made it. I, I, my mama was in church. That's why I made it. Uh, I was someday at Venice. That's why I made it. They said, I made it because salvation belongs to him. Have I got anybody out there that want to holler hallelujah? If you know that the only way you're going to make it is by the grace of God. Let me say that again. If you're making it right now, somebody lift your hands and honk your horns and I don't care. Get out your car if you want to. And somebody lift up your name of Jesus. Bless him right now. Thank him. Honor him. Glorify him. He gets the glory. He gets the honor. He gets the praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's bow our heads. Let's bow our heads. Father, right now, it is very clear that the enemy has waged war against your people. Every person in here right now has a purpose on their life. Ownership. Hallelujah. They belong to God. They don't belong to no man, no woman, no government. They have been sealed by God. The Holy Spirit has sealed them. Lord, I pray right now that they recognize who they belong to so that they will know where they're going. And I pray that when times get rough, and the storms start moving. God, I'm praying in the name of Jesus that they will not bend, they will not break, even though they bend. And I pray that when they come out of it, that they will recognize that the only way I made it out is because of Jesus. It wasn't because I was good, because I'm not. It wasn't because I was faithful, because I'm not. It wasn't because I, I, I'm super spiritual, because I'm not. If we're going to make it, it's going to be because you snatched us out. You grabbed us out. You preserved us. You protected us against our own foolishness. God, in the name of Jesus. I pray right now that somebody get to know you. I don't know who's here today, but there may be somebody here right now that wants to give their life to the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to invite you to get out your car and come down here right now. 
If the Holy Spirit is talking to you and you feel like I need to recommit my life to the Lord, I need to give myself to him. Come on up here. There's a lot of space. You can socially distance. It's not a problem. But if you feel like you need to make an extra special move, you feel like you really need to get close to the Lord, I want you to just come out of your car and just come right here right now. I don't know who I'm talking to. This may not be for everybody, but somebody heard this word today, and they say, I'm tired of my life the way it is. I'm sick of struggling the way I am, but I know my peace. I know my joy. I know my salvation. I know my happiness and my hope is in the Lord. I don't know, is there anybody that just wants to, you just want to do a little bit more. Put your mask on if you got to. Put your mask on and come and stand right here right now. I'm going to close this out, but I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to miss an opportunity for somebody just to make a faith move and, and leave your car and stand right here and say, Lord, come into my life, come into my home, come into my family, come over me right now. Bless me right now. I'm going to give about 10 seconds. And there may be somebody that just wants to ease out of their car and say, come, I'm coming standing. 10, 9. This blue tent right here. Just come stand around it. You don't got to stand close to nobody. You can spread yourself out. But if you feel like, I need, I need more. I need more from God. Come on. Seven. Six. Move right now. This is life or death for some of you. This is life or death for some of you. Some of y'all on some, uh, y'all, you on some trash. And the Lord is like, I'm trying to get your attention. I'm trying to save you. Hallelujah. Five. Four. Come on, even now. It's all right. It's all right. Just come on. The Lord is, if you even hear his voice, don't harden your heart. God bless you, my sister. God bless you. God bless you. Honk your horns if you know that God is moving right now. Honk your horns if you know that God is moving. Is there anybody else? Anybody else that's want to be prayed for? We, we don't got to touch you. We don't got to lay hands on you. But you know you need to make a move saying, I need a change in my life. Praise his name. Praise his name. God bless you, my God bless you. Somebody else. Somebody else. I got four more seconds. Four more seconds. Some of y'all like, we're not in church. I, I don't feel, listen, the, your life is in his hands. And somebody needs to make a move and say, right now, I'm tired of foolishness. I need the Lord all over my life. I need him in my house. I need him in my mind. I need him in my spirit. I feel like I'm ready to quit, but I feel God pushing me. I feel him pushing me. Somebody needs to move right now. Three, move right now. Two, and don't, and don't say you're scared because when it's time for these toys to be given away, y'all going to start moving. We're going to be coming out. We're going to be social distancing and everything for a bike. But would anybody be willing to just step out of their car and say, I need thee. Oh, I need thee. Every hour I need thee. Oh, bless me now. Somebody needs a right now blessing in their life. I just want to pray for you. I just want to pray God bless you for whatever you need in your life right now. Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, as we, close, as we close this portion of the service, we just pray right now blessings all over this place. Father, our, our desire is not that, that anyone should perish, that anybody should be lost or deceived or caught up or killed or destroyed when they could have simply reached out to God and said, Lord, come into my life. The only way we're going to be protected is we're going to have the seal of God over our lives, the protection of God, the presence of God. Somebody right now needs you, Lord. They need you right now, God. As I pray, Lord, that you will just touch right now all over every car, every person right now that needs you. Their hands are lifted. Their hearts are open to you right now. Move in the atmosphere like that. Oh, yes, God. Move in the atmosphere. Touch somebody. Somebody wants deliverance. They want freedom. They're tired of their old ways. They're tired. They're tired. They're tired. And, God, you have the solution. And the solution is Jesus Christ. It is his blood that covers our sins. We don't do it. You do it, God. We give it to you right now. Thank you, Lord, for hearing. Thank you, Lord, for answering. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen and amen and amen. Come on, honk your horns if you really love Jesus. 
Come on, honk those horns if you really love Jesus. Come on, come on, come on. If you already know that God has already got it worked out, so you don't got to worry about it. Hallelujah. Praise God. Come on, Pastor Nate. Let's just, uh, let's not let this moment just stay here, but even as we go on throughout our days, throughout our weeks, let's make sure that we join ourselves together and keep my sister here in our prayers, who had the courage to come down here to say, Lord, you mean more to me than anything else. And so let's make sure that we keep my sister in prayer. God bless you. Lord, we, let's, we are praying for his favor over your life and that from this day forward, you will never be the same again. God bless you. My sister, God bless you. And let's make sure that we continue to keep each other in prayer. All right, family. So we at this time, uh, as you were driving in, you should have received a sandwich bag um, that had in it um, a little container of, of juice. And then it has a, a piece of bread on top of it. Right now, um, after receiving this mighty word and reminder that we are palm trees that have been destined for salvation because of the work that Jesus Christ has done, we now have the opportunity to honor what he's done for us by partaking in communion. So if you can grab that little baggie that you've been given, if you have not received that and you are in need of one, if you can put your flashers on so that we can see you. We have one all the way on the end down here. I don't know who it is who has the, uh, the communion um, package, but my sister down here, there's a flasher on down here. Um, he's coming. He's coming. We got you. Um, we and we have one on the far end in the back row. I'm seeing. Um, I don't think I see anybody else. If I haven't seen you, you can wave your hand because I can't. I see your hand in the back. Somebody's okay. Oh, back there. Okay. So so we have one. Yeah, in 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 the back. You see them. Okay. And then we have two on on this end. So we're going to wait for a moment just to make sure everybody has what they need. Back, yeah, yeah, okay. If, if I've missed anybody else, we have the two over here, and then there's one in the back, and they're coming right now. If we missed anybody else, if you can just put your hand outside of your car so that we can see you. You can put your flashers on as well, but just put your hand outside of your vehicle so we make sure that we see you. Want to make sure that everybody has the opportunity. Behind you, Darian, behind you. Behind you. Yeah, yeah. There you go.
Okay, I believe everybody has received what they need. I want to read in your hearing 1 Corinthians chapter 11, right now verses 23 and 24. The Word of God says this, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread, and when he gave thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. You may eat at this time. Amen. Amen. The text goes on to read in verses 25 and 26, in the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Let us drink. Amen. Father in heaven, we just want to say thank you once again for your awesome sacrifice, which is the reason why we're even here today. We're praying, Lord, that you would do what only you can do and that you would continue to fit us and to get us ready for your soon coming. Thank you for salvation. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. And amen. So we want to go right ahead and, and get started with the, with the gift giveaway. It's um, starting to drizzle just a little bit, and so we want to make sure that you have time to get what you have come uh, to get. So we want to start with those who have come here from the community, okay? Um, parents, you, you're more than welcome to come out with your kids, and you can pick from, from the tables. Uh, we've already given instructions to, um, uh, to, to our individuals who are helping us with the gift giveaway, and we're asking that you would go and that you would um, let them know what it is that you want, and they will hand it to you. Um, one bike per car is what, we'll, is what we'll say right now, one bike per car. Um, but we want to start with those who have come as visitors from the community. So if you are visiting us here, if you can put your flashers on, tithe and offering, yes. If you can put your flashers on, we're going to start with you. Um, at the same time, at the same time, uh, we, we don't want our, our members to leave just yet before we collect tithe and offering. Um, our deacons are going to come by. White buckets are for Temple of Praise. Blue buckets are for Grace Community. Um, and so they're going to come by to collect tithe and offering. And we're going to go ahead and we're going to simultaneously start the gift giveaway as, as well. Okay. Um, I see flashers right here. So my brother right here in the, in the Mercedes Benz. 
So we, we can have these three. I see three vehicles up front with flashes on. Each of you can come. Okay, yeah. Yeah, each of you can come at this time. And they'll give you instructions when you get to the table. <laughs> 